O Lord, and abhor those who rise up against you. I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Psalm 139, verse 21 and following. David said, yeah, you can better. Yeah, I hate them. Now, when he says that, he is not emoting. He is following the reasonable response of one who loves righteousness and despises what is wicked. That's how he's using the word hatred. In Psalm 97, verse 10, let those who love the Lord hate evil. That's the idea. And that's not an emotional response. But it is the recollection that one cannot serve both God and evil. Or Psalm 5 verse 5 says of God, You hate all those who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men the Lord abhors. So you get an idea of how hatred is used with regard to God. It's not capricious. It's not like, Oh, I'm just going to hate this person because I'm going to hate them. No. The response from God is because of the wickedness that's going on. So when Paul says, as he does say in our text, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, you should not interpret, you should not interpret, oh, Paul is saying, don't hurt the Spirit's feelings. That... <laughs> That is precisely what he is not saying. The Holy Spirit cannot properly be grieved in his own person because such grief implies a defect of happiness in enduring something we want removed. It implies as well a defect in foresight to prevent that which may grieve and it also implies some limitation of power to remove that which we feel is a grievance. None of that applies to the Spirit of God. He is not subject to any such limitations or changes. To grieve the Holy Spirit is to assault His majesty as the holy being who has sealed us, verse 30 of our text, for the day of redemption. It is to act in such a way as to counter the very thing for which the Holy Spirit has taken up residence in us and for which he has employed his power, namely our sanctification. To grieve the Holy Spirit is not to hurt his feelings, but to hinder his work in us through our sin. Now, if we look at the ways the Holy Spirit is said to be grieved in our text, you will see this. How do we grieve the Holy Spirit of God? Look at verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Simply put, our words to one another are to be build up words, not tear down words. Helpful, not hurtful. Needful, not extraneous. Beneficial to the listener, not harmful. Again, look at verse 31. 
Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Now these are all attitudes of the heart which are negative and sinful and which can fuel the evil and hurtful speech that's condemned in verse 29 and verse 31 lists slander which is the spreading of lies. What ought to be is kindness and compassion and where sin has been evident forgiveness. Forgiveness. Now, get the point. Sandwiched between these two verses, dealing with rotten speech, unwholesome, verse 29, slander, verse 31, and the underlying evil of attitudes which fuel such bitterness, rage, anger, sandwiched between those two verses is this prohibition, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Of God. God's spirit is grieved by evil and wicked speech. Speech. Which we perpetrate against each other in the body of Christ. All of us are sealed by the indwelling Holy Spirit, so we, through our Evil mouths end up vilifying others who with us comprise the brotherhood of believers. Each one indwelled, each one sealed by the same Holy Spirit, each one destined for the day of redemption. And what a great grief to God's Spirit. And in that assault on the sanctity of His work, God's Spirit may withdraw His blessing and give chastening instead. Not a loss of salvation because we're still sealed till the day of redemption, but a loss of his presence and power in which we suffer the consequences of a sharp, vindictive tongue. Now, I find it interesting that these two charges, the charge not to quench the Spirit of God and the charge not to grieve the Spirit of God, both have to do with our communication skills. Have you noticed that? We quench the Spirit when we're not good listeners, and we grieve the Spirit when our speech is unwholesome, rude, and cruel. We have then our responsibility cut out for us to develop an appreciation for the preached Word of God and to become able listeners speaking Soaking, rather, up the word of God, learning, growing thereby so that we move from baby concepts to mature knowledge, from one who needs to be retaught the elementary things of the gospel to one who can teach others. And then, when we teach others and are able to speak a word for the gospel, we are to be doing so in such humility, relying fully upon the wisdom of God's spirit, forsaking our pride for forsaking our know-it-all attitude and speaking the truth in love. Ephesians 4, verse 15. As one brother out to build up and help another brother. This does not mean that we do not admonish at times, 
But even so, when the admonition is over, the brother listening will sense that he has been encouraged in his faith, not put down, not lectured by some pontification designed simply to set him straight. Brethren, it isn't enough to say truth. Truth must be said graciously and oh, so tenderly. Remember what James says of the tongue, that it is set on fire of hell. And that the sin of his people was that they used their tongue to praise the Lord in one breath and to curse men who have been made in the God's likeness in the other breath. James 3 verse 9, he says, Brethren, this ought not to be. Let me give you the summation. It's from the Old Testament. It it puts both concepts in one verse. Here it is. Psalm 19, verse 14. May the words of my mouth, my speech, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, things I listen to, the things I think about, be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. May I listen well, may I speak well, that I may not quench the spirit or grieve the spirit of God. Brethren, I gotta say, we better watch our speech in regard to other brethren. We may not agree with the Arminian philosophy of life. We may not agree. We were talking this morning about the subject of baptism. We may not agree on all those points. And I'm not saying that they're not important. I'm saying there are believers who have a different viewpoint and they are true believers in Christ. We need to watch our tongue and how we refer to them. Because if we don't, we will indeed be grieving the Holy Spirit of God. And secondly, if we're not good listeners to the preached Word of God, if we tune out the Word of God the moment we sit down in the pew, or we listen for the moment but don't apply it in our hearts, if we do that, then we are quenching the Spirit of God. And He just may remove His blessings in our lives and allow us, allow you, allow me to reap the whirlwind. To reap the kind of things that we're sowing. It's not above God if, if people, even His own people say, I don't want you in my life. I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I want to do. It's not above God to say, okay, have at it. And to withdraw his spirit's blessing. Maybe that's why you're apathetic. Maybe that's why you're discouraged. Maybe that's why you're in despair. Maybe that's why you worry all the time. Because the word of God isn't plowing up and it's not doing anything in the soil of your heart. 
You're hearing it audibly, but not applying the truth. May the Lord grant us his grace that we grieve not and quench not the Spirit of God. And are not these things we can address? Now, this is not rocket science. This is ever the teaching of God's Word. Hear God's Word. Apply it to your life. Speak the truth, but speak the truth in love. Speak, build up words, not tear down words. Think well of the brethren, even the brethren that are not of your theological position. O Lord, send thy spirit upon us, we pray. Grant to us a healing for our speech and a healing for our listening skills. May we listen not so that we can condemn the person that we have in mind. Oh, I wish Brother So-and-so could have heard that this morning. Let's not listen like that. Let us listen, Lord. Oh, what do you have to say to me today? What things are of the world are coming in and choking out the truths of your word or replacing the principles of your word? And then, Lord, what about our speech? You're, you are the great example as often as you were attacked. I'm thinking of the Pharisees, the scribes, the chief priests who bla actually blasphemed you. They said wicked, godless things about you. Yet even in your execution, we are told you open not your mouth. It's better not to speak vilifying words. Better not to speak at all. In fact, when you did speak, you said, Father, forgive them. Forgive them. Lord, I hope that we will learn these truths. We need to be a church that grows through listening, and we need to be a church that evidence that we have listened by applying those warnings concerning our speech to our own mouths and our own tongues, that we not hurt one another in Christ. Be with us this day, and for those that don't know Christ, they're having trouble listening to the word, they're also having trouble with their speech. It'll only come, the change will come when the Spirit of God transforms their lives. I pray that you send his quickening work upon their hearts and bring them out of that bitterness that we read about today in Ephesians that slander that's there that malice they have hatred, hatred that is consuming their lives bring them into the joy of sins forgiven the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ whose sacrifice has paid for all who believe and all who will repent for your glory and our good, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 337 in Trinity. 337. Let's stand together as we sing. may be a little new in the world.
play for us. of grace in the gospel of John and I think the, um, the lesson is the second part of radical depravity so that's tonight at six o'clock choir rehearsal at five we're dismissed